on the line. Sven, do you want to give us an introduction and tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, first of all, hello and thank you for having me. No um, yeah, like you said, um, my name is Sven. I'm 34, born in Hanover, Germany and lived most of my life in Germany. Um, in 2017, I've decided to move to the UK and uh, music-wise, there was nothing better than this choice because um, I used to do a bit of singing in Germany. I had vocal lessons, uh, tried out with different bands, cover bands, top 40 or rock, um, but it ended up more or less in practice room bands right? Uh, because the, the gig scene is a bit different in Germany than it is in the UK. Um, but yeah, I've done an apprenticeship as a businessman in retail uh, with car parts, uh, worked here and there, nearly everywhere. Um, and I've met a beautiful girl uh, that came from the UK. Uh, we lived together in Germany for a bit, uh, had a beautiful son, got married and decided then to move over. So we started a new life over here in beautiful Shropshire. It's the best county. And uh, yeah, I've started um, a normal job, uh, started out in traffic management and worked my way up. And now I'm working for the government and have a full-time a permanent position that I'm quite happy with. Um, sadly, the, the marriage ended. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's uh, the time that we live in um, with the lockdown and everything else. Uh, and it's more a society now where if it's broken, you threw it away and you don't try to fix it. And I've tried my best, but hey, well, better time it, to come. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what we've got to hope, really. I mean, it's. It's difficult. There's no real sort of finite end in, in sight, really, for any of it at the moment. Uh, I guess it's just, well, personally, it's been a case of trying to stay creative, you know, and just yeah. do do what you can with what you've got and try and keep the interest up. Now, what I'm interested in is, what back in Germany, when did you decide that you wanted to start singing? What was your, what, what, who, were you, who were your main influences and what gave you, what gave you the buzz to think, well, I can, uh, I want to do this. <laughs> um, it could be cheesy as you like. It's <laughs> it, is, it, it, it is quite cheesy because he, your Brits never understand why we loved him so much. <laughs> Come on. Yes. <laughs> One of my first cassettes that I had was uh, an album by David Hasselhoff with the songs like I've Been Looking for Freedom and The Limbo Dance and it was just amazing and I love to watch him uh, on Knight Rider and Baywatch um, We all love Baywatch Yeah <laughs> I know the two obvious reasons <laughs> No but um, singing um, I've, I've been singing since I can remember uh, I know my mom's favorite story of me is uh, we went to Bavaria um, on a family holiday and there was uh, nice bagpipes, bands and all sorts. And then there was a man's choir. And I went up and said, boo, <laughs> you can't <laughs> sing. <laughs> we want proper music. You um, and then at my auntie's wedding, I went up to the wedding band and said, can I sing this song? And they played my favorite song at the time, and I've, I've sang it at the wedding. And I was walking around just singing the songs that came into my head. And I always was interested in music, and uh, music was always my place to go to. Whatever emotions I had, I could work with them with music. And yeah. if I was sad, I've listened to music to to get rid of the emotions of the feelings. If I was angry, I had music to listen to and my mom always said based on the music I was listening to she knew if she is allowed to come into my room or not right um, and I can't remember who it was but someone said oh your voice is quite nice you, you should do something with it hmm. um, and because I always love to sing I said oh let's take some vocal lessons and I started taking vocal lessons um, and from this point on I had 
uh, quite a hard time with my family because they all say, oh, it's a waste of time. You will never reach anything with music. You can't do anything by singing. You may be okay, but not good enough to earn any money with it. And I said, but I, I don't care at the moment. I just do it for me because I enjoy it. Um, and I stuck to it and still just singing for myself, had a few karaoke apps at the time, um, uh, nothing really proper. Um, then in 2010, um, I was in the army and I found a karaoke bar. I said, oh, that's interesting. So I went there and um, started singing. They had, was open seven days a week. And I was nearly there every day because I had nothing else to do yeah. after after doing the services. Just finished off to the karaoke bar and tried all sorts of songs and started singing Lionel Richie, uh, Bon Jovi, Journey, mm -hmm. a complete mixture of everything and try to find where I feel comfortable at. Um, but I still haven't found it yet. <laughs> I love to sing everything. If it's musicals, if it's rock, if it's pop, I just enjoy to sing everything. Yeah. Um, and this is how I met some people and started a band. Um, first, it was a top 40 cover band and it was really nice. We've managed to have a couple of gigs. Um, we, our practice room was in the basement of a school. So every time there was an event in the school, they've asked us to play there because we had the practice room for free. So we had the gig Brilliant. with no payment, but hey, we were able to gig. Um, it's, it's, free, it's free practice. And, and sometimes, yeah. sometimes those, well, I always found this with like some of the starting out gigs that I did. Um, I had the mental mindset that was it, it was okay because you treat it like it's it's like a practice you've not got to pay for, and that's where you hone your sort of craft in terms of playing mm. in front of people. And it's not just hitting the notes. There's so much more into it, and that's where you learn that experience. It's 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 judging yeah. your audience, you know, and trying yeah. to win trying to win them over. Uh, oh yeah, that, that puts you really in good stead for when you can go out there and say, okay, well, this is the price that I I charge for playing, and and I'm worth this price because a lot of it's to do with knowing what you're worth. I mean, we know in this in this sort of gig ecosystem, just locally in Shropshire, that you can spend your time building a great reputation. You can invest in your gear. You can invest in your craft. You can make it better. I know you do this like the same as like we do. You mm -hmm. know, every, every time I've seen you, there's something new there. There's something you thought, hang on, I'll go and get a better speaker system. I'll get a better mixer. I'll invest in my quality a little bit. I'll, I'll choose a better mic. Um, and that's great because you are offering that sort of value to the people that are putting their budget into booking you. But there's so many other artists at the same time that will literally gig for a packet of crisps and drive oh, yeah. it, and, <laughs> and drive the sort of value or the perceived value of what you're getting for, for, for your booking, you know, because it's it's not just a case of uh, we'll book you and you'll come and sing or you'll book me and I'll come and play guitar and do some covers or something or do a, or do a tribute act. It's what you bring to it. You know, you are paying for that person, whether it be me or you or any other people on the circuit, to promote that event, to get people to that event, to make sure that the people that come to that event come next time you're booked there, to give that venue that return on investment that they're giving by, by, by you know, investing their trust and booking you because it's, it's, it's a, it takes a pub or a venue a lot of, a lot of money over the bar to, to pay for what they're, what they're paying mm -hmm. for. In entertainment you know and it's and and a lot of people don't realize that you know i mean i've been on both sides of it i've been the booker and the person being booked so i'm constantly getting people saying to me well why is there nothing on this weekend why is there nothing on that weekend it's like well because we had two acts in the last two weeks and the ones that moan the most about it being on don't come anywhere you know so yeah it's that it's that fine line but i think you're you're, you're really on the right the right track where you do try and bring a difference in presentation if you get a rebooking you know you it shows in what you do that when you come back there's something new there it might be a new banner it might be a new outfit but something has improved something has been upgraded you know what i mean it's, yeah this it's, is uh, it's a it's a constant um journey because i go out i'm, I'm not just me i go out i i try to to study different acts what are they delivering 
what could I take from it and um, add to my show? Yeah. Um, I'm, I like the visuals. I don't like going somewhere and just see someone with a microphone and the mixer who stands on a stage and it looks empty. No, no me either. I like to have a bit of a backdrop with banners. I like the light effects. I, I like to deliver a show. It's not just me staying there and singing. Yeah, because they could have a jukebox in the corner. They would be cheaper. Correct. It's um, it, it's um, the the view I always get it in like many different bands. It's like it doesn't matter how many people are there or how big the venue is that you do the same show if there's four people to if there's four thousand. You know, yeah. and that's and that's always served me well. That sort of mentality and that mindset to go, okay, well, whoever's here, they're going to get my best. We're going to do our best to give them the best possible show. Not not just yeah. playing the songs because, like you say, there's a jukebox there. You know, in every venue. Exactly. Um, it's it's adding your stamp and your character and your professionalism to to what you're doing. You know, and you never know who sits in this uh, audience. No, you don't. You could have the smallest audience, but there's this one person who is in charge of the biggest event venue you can imagine, and they are interested, and they will book you, and then you play in front of the 10,000 or whatever. That's it, that's it, yeah. Um, so you have always this professional mindset, and sometimes it's hard to get into it. I mean, I bet you had the same that, oh, Saturday evening, I'm exhausted, I, I don't really want to go. But still putting the effort in, getting dressed, getting the yeah. car loaded, go there, set up, yeah. and still doing it. And I had a few times where I thought, oh, I'm not really in the mood. But as soon as I arrived and I set up and the first song in the backing music started um, while well, I got myself ready, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. And now I'm looking forward to this and I'm lucky that I'm here. It's, it's, it's always the way it works. It's To me, it's, it's like a switch. It's like I can, yeah. be I can be tired out. And some of the gigs that we do, there's sometimes three or four hour drives with getting there. And it's the, the, the sort of the feeling when you, you really don't feel like you're, you're ready to do it. But to me, as, mm. soon as, every, as soon as everything's plugged in, it's like, right, okay. Doesn't matter what time I finish now, I'm in my happy place. It, 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 you kind yeah. of switch into um, performance mode, you know. And then as soon as yeah. you finish, as soon as you finish, I'm, I'm, back yeah. to be, I'm back to being me again, you know. It's like, because let's be honest, there's a lot of people out there that believe their own hype as well. And I'm never going to be one of them guys. I'd sooner just be, thank you very much and much appreciated. Here's a business card. Here's our links to Facebook. Please check us out. Give us a like, you know, that kind of thing, rather than be the sort of, uh, yeah, I'm, some people, let's just say, believe in their own act a little bit too much. And I find that really hilarious. <laughs> See, uh, I'm, I'm two different persons. I'm me, the, the private Sven is quite shy. Yeah. Um, as soon as I'm on stage, I switch into the entertainer and I'm outgoing and I'm presenting myself. Uh, but as soon as I go into a break, um, it's quite hard for me to, to keep this, this mask on, the entertainer, the outgoing person. When people coming to me and giving me compliments, I always struggle with taking compliments I, i'm just yeah. not used to this it is um, it is difficult i mean it, 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 it's it's great in the way that you are getting recognition for all that time yeah. that you spend honing your craft if you get me i mean there's you, you do see some people just think that people have a go on a karaoke and straight away the next day they think well oh, that's okay i'll go and book a gig um it, and it's <laughs> it, it's it's it, it's not that so that so you've got to you've got to it's the rough with the smooth, really. You know, you've got to take the compliments and you know which ones are mean, meaningful and you know which ones... Well, they're all meaningful because if someone enjoyed it and they tell you, that's great. They've gone out of there. They took the time out to tell you that they enjoyed it. Mm. Um, and, it and it's always good feedback. You know, bad feedback's as good as good feedback as well. Yeah. It, does, it does give you that that sort of fire in your belly to think, OK, well, how can I fix that? Can I make it better? You know, it's... Uh, it's, it's, it's leading on to my next question, actually, because you all have these gigs where they can't go better. You know, most of the ones that you don't even expect, it might be a venue you've never played before and you turn up and mm. it looks and it looks pretty look rough on the outside. Maybe it's something from the Wild West and you think it's going to be like one of those rough gigs. And we've all had rough gigs at rough places. Yeah. But sometimes they just turn out to be the best atmospheres and the nicest people and the, the best gigs. Have you had that as well? Um, 
Yeah, it was. Um, I'm sorry for saying it, but I'm a Liverpool supporter. <laughs> uh, cut this out, please. No. That's fine. I'm, <laughs> a, I'm a United fan, so I'm, I'm <laughs> one point ahead. <laughs> but um, I was booked in uh, Polesworth. Right. And it was the evening of the Champions League final. Oh, right. Okay. The good one, or I, the bad, the good one, or the bad one. It was a good one. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I arrived there, and I said, "Please, please let there be some Liverpool supporter. Please let there be some Liverpool supporter." Opened the door, and the whole bar red. Brilliant. Lots of people in Liverpool shirts, and I thought, "Now we just need the proper result, and this will be an amazing night." Yeah. So I've set up in, uh, while they were playing the first half and it looked quite promising by then. So at halftime, I had my gear ready, blasted, you will never walk alone. And the whole pub was singing. I had goosebumps all over. It was amazing. And then yeah. after with celebration and everyone was just in a really good mood and the whole pub was going crazy and it was really nice. The night that I will never forget. Oh, amazing. We we had a similar situation with like going to a place where you didn't particularly think it was going to be. Well, I didn't know. We didn't know what to expect. Um, but a, a venue that we ended up um, getting regularly booked at was one that we never heard of. We got told a few times that, you know, it's not the nicest area. But the first gig we had there, we had people dancing on the bar and it, and it turned into like four times a year gig and it was always such a fantastic atmosphere and always one that we'd end up bringing people our friends and family to come and watch us at that place because the people there were so great and so um mm. so welcoming you know it was it's, it's you can't judge a book by its cover um what, what what do you think of the ups and downs then so you've got the ups of the great nights like that what what are the downs for sort of the, the guys like us that, that go out there and play our trade or used to um what i found really challenging is when you go somewhere and while you set up people leaving yeah and it gets yeah. empty and empty and you i had once um i arrived at the pub and did lots of advertisement and everything was fine and as always people oh yeah i will definitely come i will definitely come um, so you arrive, you sit up and you see oh, 10, 15 people are sitting in the pub. So sounds good. While setting up, you see them going to the bar and they pay and go. And the first hour of my gig, I was singing to an empty pub. Oh, we've, we've done that. Yeah. And to, to try to keep your motivation up and still doing your show to basically no one but you never know, will someone just come around the corner and join in? Or it's just really hard to, to just keep going and still doing your performance for the best um, while <laughs> no one is there. It, it is. It, I think it, that's, it, it, that's it, the it, hardest part. We had one up um, up north last bank holiday. Uh, where was it we were? Um... I can't remember the town at the moment, but we, we, we turned up and it was like the bank holiday Saturday of August and we thought, this is going to be good. There was nobody in there because the same town had got a beer festival on that day mm. that this venue booked us and literally everyone was at this beer festival. And, and what we ended up doing, we played the first set and we did it really well because our, 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 our um, like I say, our, our, our sort of mission is to, to, to give that show, you know, they paid mm. for that show, you're getting that show, so... But the second half turned into like requests for the people that worked there. And you know what? We had a cracking night. We actually got paid extra because we'd actually just not pulled our face and decided to, you know, play, pull that rock star mm. crap. And and we just literally said, okay, what do you want to hear? And they were throwing out all different kinds of stuff like Metallica and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, yeah, I can play that for you. Which song do you want? And we'll just, we just it just turned into a request yeah. show for the people working there. Um, but it, it's... Sometimes these evenings can be the best. Yeah. I've had a two of the, okay, hmm. what should I do next? Uh, is there anything you would like to hear? Yeah. I mean, you've, you've booked me, you pay for me to be here, so then decide what you want to hear. So yeah, if I know it, I will do it for you. Because, because let's be honest, we're not leaving before we get paid, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here's the best. Um, the best one I get always, right? I, as you know, I, I play like stuff like like these. Yeah. Can you play Oasis? No. That's what that's what I get. At. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, but no, um, because you booked a Bon Jovi tribute, so that's kind of what you've booked. Um, and the other one I get is. Uh, my mate's really good on the guitar. Can he play Wonderwall on your guitar? And the response I always give him is, well, I don't tune like normal. My, my guitars are tuned to a, a different tuning. Mm. And that solves it because they just don't know what to do then. It's like, they're, well, they're not. They're just down a, down a yeah. half step. But, but yeah, we get that. Can you play Oasis? Can you play Tom Jones? Um, I mean, some of the gigs in Wales, I mean, they just want to hear Welsh artists. And, it, and it's, it's great, like, but you've got to think, there's a guy there dressed up as John Bon Jovi. There's me with a stripy rock star guitar-looking thing. And they're like, can you, can you do Wonderwall? <laughs> can you do Delilah? So, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. sometimes it's it's funny. I mean, um, in the background, you can see it a little bit, the new banner that I've got, because I, um, uh, I had um, just my face with my show, the, the musical journey through the ages. Yeah. Uh, oh, what you're doing? So a bit of everything. It's basically a musical journey through all sorts of eras from the 50s to modern with rock, Motown, pop, if it's a good, mix of everything. If, if it's good, you're doing it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so I've decided. Okay. Um, people see my face anyway if I'm on stage. I don't have to have my big face behind me again. Uh, so I decided to create the banner where it shows what I'm doing. So I've got the 50s to the modern time. Then I've got one bracket with Soul and Motown, and then Rock of Ages. So people get in idea of what I'm doing but still even though it's right in front of there oh what you doing then yeah it, it's, <laughs> and it's it, always the same and it's it's, it's 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 you've got to get well you're very good at it it's it, it's it's been able to deal with the public and especially the drunken public <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and and do it in a way that's still positive where they still think you're great if you know what I mean even though in your mind you're going like just leave me alone man so you know yeah I had it once um where a lady came right in my face and without the microphone she would have probably hit me right. <laughs> with her forehead um that's not motown i said i just it's soul and motown this is a wide range yeah um and even it was a Stevie Wonder song at the time that I was singing. Stevie Wonder is classed as Motown. It is. Um, <laughs> but she was right in my face and with this psycho eyes. And, That's not Motown. <laughs> Help. I, I do remember you playing the once in one of the locals where I booked. You decided that he, yeah. he wanted to wear your jacket because it was the best thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was a brilliant uh, time. But what got me is how cool you were with it. You were like, yeah, put it on. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. <laughs> How do, yes. you see, how do you see it all going then? Obviously, we've had, we've had nearly a year now. I've not been able to get out and play, and we've chatted a few times in the background of a message yeah. where, we, where we've like been looking at the news and thinking, well, maybe we can take a book in for that month because we might be okay by then, or and it's not happened, has it? So, uh, at the moment, I, I don't want to plan ahead really because it's just very destroying when it comes to the point and you hear oh, another extension, another extension, and you're still not able to go out. Um, I hope that hopefully by September, yeah, we are able to have the first few gigs again. I'm thinking maybe, yeah, the last quarter of the year might be the time when and ramping up to Christmas might be the time yeah. when we're okay to maybe get out and take some bookings. I mean, we took one for, the last weekend in August because it was the right price and it's it's up in Hull and it's booked but I, I'm not I'm still I'm 50-50 I'm on it whether it's going to be able to actually happen but yeah. you know we're at the point um, now where you can't really take deposits because what's the point it's not it's not their fault yeah no it's not you know and if you see how everything surrounding develops with pubs uh, are up for sale um, things closing down then luckily I've got just a pub down the road that was closed there was a proper music venue and it's just been bought and they want to bring it back as a that. music I saw venue that. I saw that. Um, so I'm quite happy with this um, but in total 
I think there will be a massive change through the whole circle because you can't go straight out and say, okay, I charge what I used to charge. Because well, these, all these, all, places, these places haven't been able to make any money. That's it. Um, to make any money. But there's so many egos out there who say, you know, I haven't had any money. I need the money. I need to earn it. So you have to pay it. And um, even though I have my full-time job, it just pays for all my costs that I have at the moment. Yeah. Luckily, I'm able to work from home. If I would have go, if I would need to go to the office, I would really struggle. Yeah. That's why my gigging was paying for everything on top and made me able to put a bit of money to the side. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of relying on this, especially now after the separation, I have to pay for my flat. I have to pay for everything on top of it. Um, and not being able to do what I love to do is another thing, but I would be willing to go out and say, you know what? We all had a very hard time. Let's make a deal that the first, first one or two bookings, we do a special price, a reduced fee than normal. And if everything comes back to normal, you book me again for the full price. I, I think that's a good, that, that's a good model to go with. Um, I totally agree with it. Um, like I say, cause I see both sides of this, you know, yeah. um, and I think it's going to come back in a big way. I think people are going to be really, really, really up for seeing live entertainment. I really do. But I think there'll be some, some, a bit, a bit of teamwork involved with the venues at the start because it's going to be daunting for them as well um, to, to do a deal like that. But it needs to be worked in the artist's favour as well. That if they do do a deal, they do get another book in it. You know, so they have got that loyalty with that venue. Um, and then you'll see the people that are regular on the circuit can fill their diary for the following year. There might be not, not so many venues they're playing at, but there'll be, there'll be con uh, like um, periodic bookings with the same venues just to ease us all back into it, if you get me. Yeah. Um, and I think that'll be a positive way forward for it. Um, it's, we just got to think about it, man. It's, it's just got, it, it, it's got to get better at some point. And there's a lot of people that do yeah. miss, that do miss it. I mean, if I go back to like the summer when they said, okay, you can do entertainment outside, people were begging for entertainment. That was after three months lockdown. They wanted, mm. they wanted to, to go and do it. But obviously typical with this country is all through lockdown, the weather was absolutely fantastic. And as soon as they opened the pubs again, it rained every day. So. Yeah. But so, if you see how everything is at the moment, I mean, there's a lot of artists doing the uh, Facebook Live. Um, I do it too. I've, at the moment, I've done a um, closed group, a private group, yeah. where just I can invite people and say, okay, I know you've enjoyed these things. And I basically use them as my... Um, practice audience so if i think okay over lockdown i've found the interest in musical theater all right cool i've, I've never sang musical theater simon whitehouse had the idea oh we should create a show where we sing a few musical songs that's great because he, he's, he's, he's been he's embraced it he's been, he's yeah. been trying to be as creative as possible hasn't he you know yeah um, uh, so we started the show pre-lockdown um, and then try to still work on it a bit, but then lockdown came and everything was a bit at the side. But it showed me, I say, oh, there is a complete different genre that I can sing. And I've started singing now songs by uh, Lemes, um, uh, Joseph, all sorts, uh, the Beauty and the Beast, the, the modern, the... Um, Josh Groban version of right. Evermore. My, my and also, thought, I love all this, by the way. She will um, absolutely adore all this. Yeah. So, and I've started thinking of what else can I do that gets interest? So apart from my musical journey through the ages where I do everything, I thought about a show, um, what is it? Ah, 
I had it in my mind how I wanted to call it. Let me just quickly check on my. Uh, say Lucy loves all the musicals, so she'd love to see yeah. all that. Yesterday meets Bohemian Rhapsody. Wow. Okay. Basically, um, a show with the best songs out of the movies yesterday with the Beatles, with the greatest hits, into Queen and Bohemian Rhapsody, um, because they're both my favorite bands and yeah. they have such a big influence. Um, so I thought it would be great to create this this show. Yeah. Because I think the Beatles and Queen are the biggest rock bands that this country ever produced. Couldn't argue with that. Um, and there are a lot of people enjoying their music. Um, I personally am not a big fan of one tribute act doing one act the whole time. Mm. With Bon Jovi, it's different because they have so many different songs, so many anthems, basically. Yeah. And it's not always just full on the you have uh, ballads you have different styles it's not always heavy it's soft it's it's a yeah, great they've, mixture they've, they've kind of known the magic formula to progress a theory for so long by releasing what the public want to hear if you know what i mean yeah. so, so that works really well in a set you know there's there's bits for me to i enjoy in terms of guitar there's a lot of songs mm -hmm. in there that i don't enjoy playing because they're boring but those are the songs that people want to listen to so Yep, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's the, yeah. So. Uh, if if you, there would be an Oasis cover band, I would like or enjoy to listen maybe to two or three songs, and then I would yeah. like something else. <laughs> I get you. Um, yeah. yeah. But this is why um, I like to create something that people are interested in, and it's not just for one section. You have one group say, oh, yeah, I love the Beatles. I don't like Queen. But then you have the other section. I'm not the biggest Beatles fan, but he will do Queen on top. So yeah. you have both groups that will join you on this evening. No, so great. I'm trying to get um, something created that brings in more people and gives, gets the interest because it's always hard to, to get the punters in. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a good angle. It's a good angle that you're doing because you... You're adding a theme that people can get behind. To, to basically, what you're going out is you're, you're going to go out there and sing like a lot of amazing songs that people know a lot of the words to, but you're also putting a theme behind it. Say, so, okay, well, it's based on this. It's not just it's not just a greatest hit CD. It's not just a disco, but I'm singing it. It's it's there there is a, 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 an idea behind it that glues it all together. I like that a lot. That's cool. Yeah, and. As, because probably of my apprenticeship as a business and with a retail background, mm. I know if I offer a service, I have to make sure that enough people will be interested in to cover it. Yeah. I always feel bad to go to a pub when it's nearly empty. And when I see, okay, they hardly drink anything because you always have the people coming in want to see a great act and demanding the, the biggest artist on the world. Um, but then they buy one drink. Yeah. Or they have a, was it well, the one that, the one that makes me always laugh. There's, and I'm, I'm, I don't, not, not the people that I, I may be like alluding to <laughs> are going to be seeing this because they won't. Um, but you mostly the most ardent people that battle to have something booked that want their entertainment, that push you every week. And why is, why we need this every week and can't we have it mm. twice a week? I know a person that has a squash and a pint of squash and lemonade a week, but is the one that pushes for the entertainment. Yeah. So 50p back over the bar, like that covers it. You know, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I, I think what you're doing there though, using sort of like, rather than just doing what I've seen a lot of and I'm not knocking it. I will say I got very, very bored of it. Um, but not to a point that I'm, I'm not I'm not bagging on it, um, but people doing the live sets all the time, and I get it because it's 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 somewhat nice to do when you can't play live, you can't go out on there. But I did get to a point where I didn't want to see it three times a week. 
And, yeah. and I felt bad that the people that were then doing them were maybe going, well, I'm not having as many people watching them. And then I felt bad for not watching. And I, I just thought, well, there's got to be a different way around this. I mean, we've, we've seen the things now is that they they put a thing up saying, well, if you're going to do a live performance of other people's music, you need to have a separate PRS license. I mean, come on, guys. You know, and there's that. But I think doing it, you found a different way then. So you've got a private group, you know, using that kind of as a focus group to hone the, your act to gain that sort of following for when you can go out and do it in the live venues. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about the people that want to do live shows all the week. And a lot of them are doing it because there's a PayPal link and they can make money out of it. And, and that's great. Um, but, but I did find myself getting into situations that if I didn't tune in or I wasn't seen to tune into someone's live that, that they'd think I was being a bad person by not, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I think it's quite funny, um, because I thought, okay, live stream, you've done it last week, the week before, the week before. And I always try to put different songs in because yeah. I think it would be boring singing the same set over and over and over. Yeah, you might as well just share your original so, one. <laughs> so I think, okay, um, maybe they want to hear something that I haven't done before. So you put up, what is your request? Yeah. What do you want to hear? And you get the same songs over and over. <laughs> Can you sing this song again? You do yeah. this so well. Can you sing this song again? It's so kind of nice. You say, okay, why do I put so much effort in trying to think of new songs if they just want to hear it over and over again? You might as it's well just, quite... just, just share your original video or just, <laughs> or just film one as if it's live at home with your backdrop and just post it up. But, yeah. but it's, um, what was I going to say? It's, it's, it, I think with everyone, it all started out pretty cool because it was different. And a few mm. weeks the lockdown, it was like, okay, I'm going to do a live show. It's great. But I think as lockdown progressed, people found lots of other things to do to keep themselves sane whether it's getting mm. into box sets and Kane and Netflix or getting into their gaming, because all the companies kind of got on board. I mean, me at the moment, I'm not really watching much, but I'm really getting the most out of using Game, game Pass, Xbox, because it's yeah. it, it's great. You know, I can download a game, I can play it. If I don't like it, I'll delete it and get another one. It's it, it. I think there's only so much space that people can sort of dedicate to staring at their screen. So maybe to, to me, a, a weekly live stream is a bit too much because hmm. you can't expect everyone to dedicate that two hours of their evening just to stand and watch the same thing they saw last week if, if you if you get yeah. me I mean we haven't done it yet I mean the reason we haven't done it is because logistically it would be too much of a pain because we're a duo yeah. and we can't we can't be in the same place at the same time we could maybe work it out or sort of like what, what we're doing here but there'd be a lot of teething problems and it would be difficult yeah. to do properly, you know, um, which is why I've started doing this, the podcast, because it's something I can do creatively and talk to all different people like you and other yeah. guys and just still, still be creative. And the other side is getting back into my songwriting, which I've not done for years. And that's been, that's been what's keep, kept me going. I mean, yeah, I think I will, I will come back week. to you with this, with the songwriting, because yeah. um, I really love the idea of it. I have moments where I get so many ideas and things that I would love to express uh, in music, but then I get the language barrier a little bit to, to find how do I write this down and how do I find then the music to go with it. You, you, Most, you, you need, a, you need a, promote, a producer. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. It's yeah. something, especially now that I um, have more time for myself without my family. Um, I have different things where I can concentrate on. Yeah. And for the moment, um, I've got still my son that I see regularly. Um, yeah. That's amazing. Um, but I would love to do more music-wise. Um, now that I have just me to look after, yeah, uh, I have the opportunity for this, and so I'm more than happy if you ever need anything. Mate, always. <laughs> I mean, you, you've done you've done one cameo for me so far, 
which is going to segue on to like the next question in a bit. But seriously, production-wise, if you need any help with your songwriting, like, like let's see how, how we do it here is I get an idea, I record, I, I will present a track near as finished to to my, my guys that like to do the vocals and then, and then it gets sent over to them and then they sit with it and Kev, who I was in a band with, in, well... 2008 to 2012 or something you know we, we, life gets in the way I went on the going out in the in the cover bands and the tribute thing and he became a, a dad you know um, mm. but what lockdown has done is got him back into sort of his poetry and his writing the lyrics and his writing the songs you know so it's helped us both out but that's what our process is I will get an idea I will track the guitars I will I will program drums uh, I may go uh, well I'll, sometimes I put the bass down as well but I like to collaborate with another friend as well which I'll send the track to and say well do you want to play a rhythm guitar part on this to put it to basically Streets Apart is, is a band that's that's never got together but mm. but it's a, it's an avenue for it you know and it's I like to pass on what I'm doing to get people involved with it because there's more it's more fun you know it's yeah uh, definitely but it's been great because I'll write music and I'll send it out and then maybe three or four days later I'll get an email and it'll be a a vocal track and it's only sang into a, into an iPhone because that's all he's got at the moment but um, it'll get sent back to me and it's lyrics and the, the vocals then I'll put them into the, the track that I've recorded and it builds, it builds from there then I'll send that to mm. my, my guy that sings backing vocals and before you know it you've got like you, you've got a new song then it's the case mm. of put, putting a video together just for socials but even that in itself, it's, it's it's four or five different people sat in their own houses filming themselves on their phones, miming and sending the videos in for me to put it together. But it takes a while, but it's it's I find it so rewarding, you know, to yeah. start, start with nothing and then come out with an original song. And like we've done like we're we're up to nearly thirty now. We we're going to be the only band that released the whole back catalogue in one day, and then it's done. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the whole lot. But yeah, but if you need any. Anything, any, if I, I, I'm always writing different kinds of music as well that doesn't fit. So if I think, if I come up with something that might be beneficial to you, I'll send it over. Take your time yeah, with it. Think about some lyrics, you know, and, and we'll see where it goes. Because Or if you get any ideas, just contact me. Yeah, definitely, we'll do that. I, I can do it all remotely. I mean, I think we've proved now we can do this. So we can, we can do a songwriting session like this. Yeah, sure. I mean, all I've got to do is grab a guitar and be like, you know, what key is it in? You know, you know, we, we can do that. Yeah. You know, so that's that's quite cool. So, what I was going to get on to, because what was your cameo in our song? What did you actually have to do? What was what was the mission I gave you for that? Uh, to to uh, what was it? The beer with yeah. the drinking. Just, yeah, yeah. Well, this this podcast has kind of got a graphic that will go at the front of it called the Beer and Gear <laughs> Podcast, and we've done the gear chats. We've talked, <laughs> we've, we've, we've talked about. Um, don't worry, I've got I've got Coke Zero, <laughs> um, but uh, the proper one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it's um, I suppose it'd be wrong not to mention it a, re- a little bit. Um, we've, we've done the gear thing. We've talked about sort of the ins and outs of like being a, a weekend warrior as we as we are, you know. Um, Coming from Germany, you've got to you've got to have some good beer recommendations. I mean, I, I used to spend two weeks a year in Germany every year doing exhibition yeah. shows, and, 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 and <laughs> I did I did enjoy the beer and the food was great too. Um, but well, we might as well do this. Give it, give it, give mm. us some of your favourites. Um, it is hard to get over here because it's a local where I used to live in Hanover. It's called Herrenhäuser. Okay. Um, it's a bit stronger taste-wise, but I absolutely loved it. Um, um, you have the the typical backs. Yeah. The, yeah, it, it's not my favorite. <laughs> I'd like to drink it now because it reminds me a bit of home when I'm here. Um, but oof. they are the the Weizen, so like um, Erdinger. Right, yeah, yeah, I, I did. I did try that. I didn't get long. Didn't really get along that great with sort of the vice beer. The vice yeah. beer. There's, there's a lot of different ones where I used to stay. Um, the, the, stand, the, the, the standard was always Bitburger everywhere. Yeah, yeah. but um, what we used to drink when I was in my teenage years, yeah. um, we put banana soft uh, juice, banana juice into the um, what oh, vice beer. All oh, right. Okay. So, you had this fruity mixture, 
great. Some people did it with uh, cherry juice or, or banana juice, but it was really nice. That sounds cool. This podcast is going to get, hopefully, is going to get people more interested in seeing people and going out to see them play when, when we get around to, and also give them some really good beer and cocktail recommendations. So it's, it's useful yeah. on both counts, I think, yeah. Definitely, yeah. But the problem <laughs> is you can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't get a lot of the, that stuff over here, can you? No, it's a nightmare. And I, I really, really hope that soon we are able to travel again. Yeah. Because I will drive back over and I will bring beer back. Good boy. And I will, I will definitely save a bottle for you. We should try and get a sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been uh, with a brewery. I've been in contact with them. I said, listen, guys, I really miss your beer. Is there any chance for you to chip it over? Yeah. There's Bre- no, Brexit. no no, chance. It was before Brexit. Even then, they said, no, we, we can't. It's too much log- logistics behind it and they're not able to do it. So even, yeah. even if it would have been a barrel, I would have been happy with it. You have to take so, a trip. So I will have to go and get some. You'll have to take a trip and pay double, double the customs now to bring it back. <laughs> oh, I, I see this is something I need to check if I would be allowed to, to bring it over the border. I think there's lots of different uh, things that people have got to look into. I mean, I've been looking into the touring side of it and it's crazy. Uh, I mean, just to, it was the rite of passage for a, an original band. I mean, I'm past that now. I'm 40, so I wouldn't be doing that. But in, in the past, just to get a van, book a European tour and go on it. But now you've got to have a separate carnet for every single bit of gear or anything that's involved in your production, written down in paperwork and can be checked on any border by any country that fancy doing it. So you've only got to get one one person in a customs um, office to basically go, do you know what? unpack everything and they check everything down to the nearest string you know mm. or, or screwdriver and then you're looking at four hours delay and you've got to get to your gig that night it could cause horrendous problems yeah um, um, it, it's scary yeah see i was hoping uh, over summertime that i would be able to to do a few gigs in spain wow cool um but it's always this how how to get the stuff over there? Do you drive? Will they provide things? Do you just bring your laptop or whatever? With me, it's yeah. a bit easier. Um, well, you, you, could seeing... give them, you could give them a spec list in terms of your microphone that you want to use. Um, yeah. You could take your your laptop or your iPad or whatever you used to, whatever you'd use to to play your music yeah. and a basic PA spec. That I mean, you'd probably find that most clubs and sort of restaurants over there would probably have an in-house system like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's doable. It's it really it really is doable, but it's another thing you'd have to look into. Would you need to get a work permit? Things like that. It's it's crazy. Yeah. You know, it's not the same as before. Yeah, it's it's all a bit crazy. What is going on in the world at the moment? So uh, I've stopped turning the news on because <laughs> I, I can't change it anyway. No. I'm sitting at home until someone tells me you're allowed to go out again. It, it, it's, it's right, and I, th- I think it's just it's just getting into doing what you can to keep the interest up and keep the love for what you do. And I don't I don't think that's yeah. really affected you that much because you, you you haven't stopped sort of thinking about your act and, no. and like you say, using a Facebook live video group as a method of testing material and ideas. That that that's genius. That's really good. That's really good. You know. I think it will come back. I think when it does come back, it'll people will, will definitely want to go out and see stuff. I, I really do. I'm 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 really um, confident of that. But to go back to the point that you made before, I think there's got to there's going to be a lot of teamwork between the venues and the performers as well to work mm-hmm. together um, to bring it back to a, a a place where you know where it, where it will get back to. You know, it it just it it needs. It needs everyone to work together. You know, it, it needs a little yeah. bit of flexibility on the prices, a little bit of flexibility on the venue availability. And once that's ironed out, I really think that we could have a good year next year. I think, yeah, I, think you'll see, I think you'll see a lot more little festivals popping up next year and things like that, which will be great. Um, it's it's just fingers crossed, you know, just got to yeah. stiff up a lip and all that crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great song, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, not bad, not bad. 
Right. Well, gonna, the timing very hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to tie it up. Um, it's been great speaking to you, mate. And I'll tell you what, this is probably the first one. We'll have you back as a guest again in the future. Uh, maybe once, once we're out of this, of all this, I'm going to keep the podcast going because it'd be a great place for us to advertise what we're doing gig-wise. When we can gig again, we can talk to our gig list, where we're going to be, advertise our acts, you know, and uh, and hopefully it works well for, for everybody. So that, that's the plan. Um, yeah. It's been great. I'm happy to come back. <laughs> Yeah, I'll definitely get you back and, and, and be in touch definitely about the songwriting as well. If it's something you want to do, I'm glad to help you out, Billy. That's not a problem. Yeah. Um, there's a there's I've actually got a separate page on Facebook, which is separate to my normal one, which is actually the um, Chris Taylor recording, engineering and mastering page. So feel free to go and pop along on, on there, but I can do everything remotely. Uh, I can even record your your voice remotely, or you can record it. You've got your stuff there, record it into your desk, yeah. send it over to me. I've got all, I've got all the software and the hardware to to make some that work. So if you do get an idea, just, just get it down and get it sent over. I can always help with that. All right. Yeah, sounds good. Anyway, Matt, signing off because I think I'm hungry. I'm not eating yet. And I think, uh, I think Lucy's cooking steak. So I don't want to make it go uh, overdone. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Enjoy. It's been great. Really. Thank, Thank you. you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.